0: And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. Another week and a lot of sports news from around the world going on. And that's awesome for us because it means we have a lot to talk about. Nick McVicker in the studio... Talking to my boys over the Garage Door Sports Cup phone, Kyle Vardy and Irfan Manji. Kyle, how are you doing today, my man?
1: Doing good.
2: Ready for another episode.
0: There you go. That's all we ask for. And Irfan, how are you doing?
2: Good, good. Busy week. Always looking forward to the weekend, so Absolutely. glad we're doing our show.
0: Absolutely. And there's there's a lot to talk about. I mean, as EPL fans for us, the EPL returns later this week with some big matchups um canadian university and college sports across the country have been canceling their fall seasons or suspending them in some cases and we'll get into what that could possibly mean but let's start off our kickoff segment with mlb and mlbpa conversations but let's give a shout out to our sponsor calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. For our brothers, Daniel and Gabriel are both University of Guelph alumni. And after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at canadakickingacademy. I think when it comes to the MLB and MLBPA discussion and negotiations, boys, there's only one thing I can say. And it's been brutal. Both sides are trying to use social media and trying to use the fans to get what they want. And... It's really just hurting the fans in the end, and the fans are getting real tired of it. Uh, This week, it comes out that Rob Manfred does have the ability to force a season when he decides to, which could be interesting in a month or two if he decides to do that. But as of right now, they keep going back and forth with these ridiculous proposals, and it doesn't look like they're really getting anywhere. Um, the latest MLBPA one says that they're going to go with, what is it, 72 games at a mm-hmm. 70% or 80% prorated contract, which is the equivalent 20, of the yeah. players playing 50 games at a prorated contract, 100 percent. which is ridiculous, which is what the players don't want to do. Like, if you're going to play the games, you should get paid for the games that you're playing, like... We talked about this at the beginning when we when we uh, went through this with the girls. Like, if you're going yeah. to play an 80-game season, you should be paid properly for 80 games. If you're going to play a 50-game yeah. season, you should be paid properly for 50 games. If you're playing 72, you shouldn't be paid for what you would make in 50. It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Yeah,
1: what, what, the, um, what the MLB is saying is the fact that during the whole shutdown... Um, They didn't have to pay their players a cent, right? but they did. So now they're trying to say, well, hey, we paid you now, take less.
0: And I get, I understand that, but the way they're going about it is just super shady and super backwards. They wanted a 48-game season at one point. Why? Why? (laughs) That doesn't make sense to anybody.
2: The ownerships are freaking complaining about having to pay their players full salary when they expect nothing to really come in in terms of revenue.
0: And, and that's an like, issue as
2: well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you—I I haven't heard a lot from the ownership, particularly in terms of like the main ones. But we heard the Cardinals' uh, ownership complain about that as well. And then um, Flaherty just responded with an LOL or something of the sort. So. I, we've, we again it's it's just about revenue and how they're making money and if they don't think they're gonna make any sort of money then what are we gonna do and Matt, ah, I just got an update uh, MLBPA rejecting the latest from MLB so they're rejecting this proposal
0: Well we already knew that they were going to it's not like yeah but I was I was on Twitter last night and I saw something um, I saw something that I thought was actually pretty interesting. Randall Gritchuk put a tweet out saying, Can Manfred just implement the 48-game season already? Since we all know that's all he's trying to do. These negotiations are brutal. All the owners are doing is wasting time to get what they want. This sucks. That's coming from a player who, if history is any indication, hasn't really said a whole lot when it comes to stuff like this. Um, He tries to stay out of it as much as possible. But he wrote that yesterday. Trevor Bauer, Just so y'all know, 70% of prorated salaries at 72 games is the exact same as, wait for it, full prorated salary at 48. Nothing to see here, same offer in different clothing, just a reallocation of risk. And that's the other thing, like, these players are trying, want to play more games, but they also want to make sure that they are safe, right? The longer the season, the more risk of anything.
2: The, The really cool analogy I saw last night was the MLB saying... We're going to play half a dozen games. And then they're going to be like, no, 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 that doesn't work. They're like, all right, we'll play three sets of two or something like that. And then the other option was like two sets of three. And it's like in the end, it equals six regardless of what you do. So that's kind of what the MLB is doing. And you know what? They might be right. They're going to head towards a 48-game season at the end of this. Um, And it's not going to surprise anyone. We're going to start like mid-August or something and then end by whatever, October. Yeah.
0: And that's the crazy thing, like, the players want to play. Like, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that the players want to play. But the players also want to make sure that they are getting what they deserve. And it, it is hard, because you're right, Kyle made the point that the players were getting paid by the owners at one point when they didn't need to be, right? Like, technically, they didn't need to be paid for these last few months that we've been in quarantine. Some of the players were so. It, yeah, it's kind of tough, but I don't know. We need we need some sort of resolution, and I don't see it happening unless Manfred just says this is what we're doing.
1: Well, like honestly, and as much as I'm on the players' side, unless they budge, there's gonna be no season. They're not getting they're not getting full or, full prorated salaries. Not happening. Right. It's based on the last 17 proposals, it's not happening. So unless they budge and come to some sort of agreement in between, there's not going to be an MLB season. Here.
0: Unless Manfred just forces it.
1: Unless he, uh, yeah, unless he goes like martial law and just says, hey, we're playing at this. And here's
0: mm-hmm. here's and the next it. question though there, based off of the martial law decision, right? Let's say he puts his foot down. We're playing eight, 48 games, right? What happens if players don't want to do that? Because they've been said that, like, players who decide that they don't want to play, they're not going to get punished. Are we going to see players not play?
1: I I would – honestly, they, they may not get punished, but they're not going to get paid. is what it's going to be.
2: Right. <clears throat> That's their punishment enough.
1: Yeah. O- owners, the people that don't play, the owners aren't going to pay them a cent. Right. Because – Manfred's going to put something in there where it says if you play, if you don't play, you forfeit your money for the year, but it still counts as a year of the contract or something. Yeah. They can't like, do that. But well, you if, if
0: you don't pay them, you months. can't technically burn a year is what I'm saying.
1: Well, yeah, you can because you've been paying them for the year for the last three months. Technically, you've already been paying them for the season.
0: I guess. But I just think, like, if there's a way for players to opt out, they're going to. Some of them. Not all I, of them.
1: I, I, think some, I, I think it's the people that are more focused on the money rather than actually playing baseball itself. Yeah. I think that's going to be the people that opt out. Um, and you'll actually see the true colors of some people, I think. Yeah. Um, if they truly do want to play the game they love, then they'll suck it up for one season and go back to being full salary next season. And then when it comes up to being a contract year, they're going to screw the owners over and grab a bunch of money anyways. So, mm-hmm. yep. they'll make it up eventually. It's just this year itself so it's it's at a certain point it's you know if you if you get 90 percent pro rated salary take the goddamn thing and start the season
0: yeah i just think i think both sides are being super unreasonable more so the owners in my opinion but like there needs to be some sort of response right like they have to get to a point where Neither neither side is necessarily happy, but it's somewhere in the middle that they can both agree on. Because if, if there's not, it's going to be martial law.
1: That's all. Yep. And that's, that's really if he about pulls it.
2: On, if he pulls on martial law and it's up for him to come back as commissioner, do you think he actually has an opportunity to stay?
0: Absolutely, because the owners will love him.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Am I wrong?
2: No, you're not wrong. I just like <laughs> if if the he MLB does, PA he is going to fight against.
0: Yeah, but the the owners will say that they won, so they'll be like, "Hey, we got everything we wanted from this guy. He's he's going to come back and he's going to keep fighting for us." And the thing is, is that I actually like Rob Manfred as a commissioner, and I know technically he's not really part of these negotiations. This is between the owners and the PA. Right? Like, he's not... Re- he's hes the figurehead for the owners just because that's his like role, but it's not really up to him. Right? I think as a commissioner, he's actually a good commissioner. So, I don't really think either way this is going to affect anything. But, what do I know, right? I say that way too much. I gotta stop saying that.
2: <laughs> yeah, what do you know, Nick? <laughs>
0: thanks Irfan I appreciate that buddy (laughs) no you're good you're good um you had some other baseball news that you wanted to talk about right Irfan I think you mentioned that
1: earlier
2: yeah something came up just a a couple seconds before we started and it's just um we've talked about the sign stealing uh issue over the last couple weeks with uh, the Red Sox and the Strohs but there's a letter that's that a judge, a federal judge is ordering to unseal that could link the Yankees to the sign ceiling back in 2015. So um, when players from the 2015 team left and went on to the Red Sox or the Strohs, so like Brian McCann, for example, um, they kind of spilled the beans at that. So the Yankees were doing through their video room and uh, looking at patterns of um, signs and stuff like that, et cetera, whatever the Strohs and the Red Sox were um, accused of, and so they kind of were like, "Oh, I guess we're allowed to do something like that." So I guess, and that's how the Strows and the Sox might have come up with their strategies of uh, sign ceiling. So that's just something that's something we can monitor over the next couple of weeks. Uh, 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 what do you guys think of that?
0: I mean, uh, Kyle, you go ahead. Yeah, as I
2: was gonna say,
1: it, it, it's a letter, and it was apparently it was already a lawsuit that already happened in 2017. So, mm-hmm. um. I honestly don't think much is going to come out of it other than potentially a tarnished reputation. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's not as if, like, the Red Sox are using an Apple Watch to relay signs. So it's not as if it's, like, anything like that, it seems. Obviously, we don't know as, as much information. It could be bigger than we think, but um, it it's basically says, I guess, it's just MLB saying something to the Yankees. of. Uh, What they did, I don't know. It's just—it's basically gonna be a tarnish of reputation rather than.
2: Yeah, they're not gonna lose a draft pick. We don't think. I I, like. I think it's too soft of a a something to take away a draft pick. But you're right. The, the reputation looks like it's gonna get a little bit of a knock.
0: Yeah. I also like at the end of the article on the score. They're like current and former Yankees have been some of the most vocal with their criticism of the Astros following league's (laughs) findings. (laughs) Retired left-hander CC Sabathia said Houston's conduct made him feel cheated, which is that's a fair comment. I'm I'm fine with that. It's the next one that kind of got me laughing. Is uh, while John Carlos Stanton said he would have hit 80 home runs if he knew what pitches were coming.
2: Uh, no, he would have hit 80 if he was healthy. <laughs> well, he
1: also has to be able to hit a curveball.
0: That's you know, yeah, exactly. Chase. That's my point. I don't think he would have hit eighty home runs regardless because A, even if you know what pitch is coming, you still need to know where it's going. That's 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 one key to this that keeps getting lost on everybody is that A, I can I know I can know what pitch is coming. You tell yeah. me fastball and I'm standing in the box, that's great. That fastball could be at my eyes or it could be in the dirt. I don't know where it's yeah. going yet. So it, uh-huh. it makes it that much harder. It almost screws you up a little bit more by knowing what pitch it is because then you're looking for a specific pitch in a specific spot and you still have no clue where it is. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, Anything you guys want to add on the MLB and MLBPA discussions or MLB in general before we get going on to the next stuff? I, I just hope it gets done with and dealt with, to be
1: honest. And I'm tired of hearing that there's seventeen goddamn different proposals every week. And what do you mean different
0: just, proposals? It's just different packaging of the same proposal. <laughs> well,
1: like even then, it's like, oh well, no, there's a counter proposal. There's a counter proposal. It's the same fucking thing. My it's favorite
0: is counter. that, oh, there's a new counter proposal. Two minutes later, yeah, the other side just rejected it. Like they don't even talk about it. It's pretty much just new proposal reject. They're new proposal even- reject. They're
1: not even looking at it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, no, I'm good. I know it's the same thing. Like, yeah. Sit down in a room, lock the doors, and figure this thing out, or else I will do that.
0: And by room, we mean Skype or Zoom. Let's let's not get in rooms with that no, many people. No,
1: honestly, no, no. We're, we're going to sacrifice two people. We're going to sacrifice <laughs> two people. And they're going to have to quarantine themselves for 14 days Three. afterwards. Three people. <laughs> Three people, <laughs> this people Kyle. This thing figured out. Start
0: Gotta have a moderator.
1: No, the moderator will be by video. Oh, okay, okay, like that's fine. Again. I don't
0: know. I I like this idea. I think we should go to the MLB and uh, <laughs> and pitch it. See what happens. And
1: then if they, if they can't decide on anything, it's a grudge match. You know, the winner comes out. The loser doesn't
2: make okay. out. Well, just invite them to Ontario. We we lifted the ban, so it's ten people now. So just invite like a couple of people from the MLB here. Well, except except where we are.
0: No, we're up to 10 now, I think, too. but
1: <clears throat> oh, We're not allowed to do, say, stage 2 yet. Oh, my God.
0: Well, shit.
1: We have too many cases.
0: There's 86 cases total in in, Canada, or in Ontario added yesterday. How is that possible? I don't know. Whatever. not arguing yeah. that. <clears throat> don't care enough to argue that um but that'll do it for our kickoff segment actually hold on before i do that earth did you have something you wanted to add i forgot
1: no i was just laughing this okay is great <laughs> it's fine
0: then that'll do it for our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. If you are looking for year round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after our illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com for more information and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. So this week, and this one hits a little close to home for me. University and colleges across Canada, for the most part, not all of them, I would like to point that out, but university and college sports across Canada canceled or suspended their fall seasons for sports. Now, this includes sports like golf, rugby, soccer, football. Um, Two-term sports like volleyball, basketball, and hockey have not had a decision made yet. That decision will be made by, I think... October 8th is the latest date that I've seen. Some of them will make decisions before that. But this is this is big news for sports in Canada. And as much as it is big news for the university athletes, myself included, it does have implications on a couple pro leagues. And the two pro leagues that in particular are the CFL and the CPL. Now, I, I want to get into that and how it's going to affect the draft, but let's talk about the impact it has on university sports for just this year and universities in general, university and colleges in general. So I'll go through a couple of the c- conferences and how they sort of have maneuvered this. Um, OCAA, so the colleges in Ontario, have suspended sports. Now, what that means is that technically the seasons aren't canceled. There is still a possibility – that they play in some facet at some point later this year. Whether that means they can maybe get a short season in October, November before it starts snowing in December remains to be seen. Um, Or whether or not they push it to the end of the winter semester. So we're talking like March, April, May, and they keep players uh, a couple weeks after the end of the semester. Uh, it it all remains to be seen. It's all kind of up in the air. That's and that's really more of a soccer season because you can't really do golf in March. You can't really. You might be able to play golf in April. Uh, rugby you could probably play March April. That that one's a little bit more free. Um, I'm trying to think of what other sports. I just read them all off. Uh, field hockey you probably can't play until the, all the snow is a hundred percent gone and. Knowing Canada, there's probably going to be snow till April. So that could be a tough one to pull off. Um, but some of the sports are trying to figure out ways. Uh, as opposed to the OUA in Ontario, which canceled. They didn't suspend, they canceled. So that means there's no football, which is their biggest draw out of all the main sports that they have. Um, no soccer, no rugby, no field hockey, no golf. That That's big news as well. So, What do you guys make of the announcements this week in Ontario specifically?
2: Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, I'm a little surprised in in terms of uh, the difference between the, the college and the universities, one saying they're going to suspend it so there's still a possibility of a season versus the universities canceling their entire leagues. I think that was the biggest shock, and and then of course we're gonna touch base on this, but like the draft is gonna be affected because uh, the football teams bring in the most revenue at the university level as well. So you're you're like, well, what happens to certain players that are ready for draft el- eligibility, or what happens to certain players that are about to graduate? Are they gonna give get an opportunity to come back as alumni and be able to play, or uh, like how is that gonna affect their season that way? Um, I can, I can in answer terms that question. College, Sure.
0: Sorry, I've been been privy to a lot of information being one of these student-athletes who are affected, so that's the only reason I know this answer. There have been no talks about alumni participation for graduating students yet. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be, but don't expect that to be a topic, like a top topic for them to be discussing during this whole thing because they don't... That's not really their... Concern at the moment, so unfortunately, sure. I doubt that that will be a case. But you never know. Mm-hmm. Continue with what you were saying. I apologize.
2: Oh no, 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 no! That, that's a good clarification. I was just, uh, you know, if I was playing, I'd be like a little disappointed if we're having a great season or we have a great team and we're unable to to put it together. But um, it comes down to safety again, and uh, yeah, I, I mean some sort of sports is going to happen whether it's this season or next season. Just look forward to it. Kyle? Yeah, sorry about that. I had a, I had a call that came through and I didn't
1: want to be on the phone for that. uh, On the call for that. Um, Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, You and I were talking before about, you know, what the real reasons are behind it and all that kind of stuff and, Um, I think at a certain point, they're just trying to get ahead of the curve, Um, which I think is a little little bit excessive right now, to be honest. But um, in a way, I I guess it's needed to make sure that everything goes smoothly in January, I guess, because if there's any sort of hiccup or something in the fall, you can basically cancel all of fall and January at that point. Um, so they're playing the safe game and it's as much as, you know, nobody wants to say it, it's, it's shitty, but,
0: uh, don't worry. I've said it multiple times this week.
1: Like it it, it is what it is, I guess, but,
2: um, yeah, it it, kind of sucks. Nick, do you know if, uh, since the, the university league is canceled, meaning there's nothing happening, yeah. but let's say in the winter semester, there's an opportunity to play.
0: Would they restart or yeah. will they just have to scrap the entire season? So it sounds like right now they've just canceled it outright. Um, again, the only yeah. sports that really in the OUA, they might be able to pull off would be, uh, soccer and rugby. I don't think they could pull off a football season in March, April. Properly, I don't think, at least. Okay. Um, as much as they would like to. Because they would need training camp before that, which is a little bit different. You can't really do a full indoor training camp. Like, especially right. with some of the universities. Like, Western doesn't have an indoor facility at its on its campus, right? The closest one is... East part of downtown London, which is a mission and a half. I'm just being honest, right? Like it is, it's not something that they would want to do and they would have to rent out the facilities, which is a lot of money. And unfortunately with COVID, and this is one of the reasons that me and Kyle talked about that these decisions were made is that a lot of the university and colleges are down roughly on enrollment, Mm -hmm. which is a lot to be honest. Like 20% is like hundreds of thousands of dollars right there. Maybe even millions depending on how much tuition is. So when you're losing that, but when you're losing that much money, you can't really allocate a lot to go to uh, athletics. Like it's just not something that can happen. Um I know for my my school in particular, Centennial, we put a rainy day fund together years ago. So we actually have some spare money for the athletic department for unfortunate cases like this where we can't pay for facilities, we can't do some stuff. but we we were ahead of this without knowing that we were ahead of this. Not every school, not every university, not every college, has done that. So there's some that are going to drastically struggle with their athletic department, not just this year, but next year as well, because of the cuts. And it, it, and it's unfortunate. Um, so to answer your question, no, I think OUA has just straight up canceled, which means no, no change will happen. Um, and they also said that there will be no sports played until January 1st. No OUA-sanctioned events. That's the same with Canada West and the uh, Atlantic Conference, the AUS. Um, but the AUS actually suspended. Um, that's the difference. AUS suspended theirs and could push it into second semester. Canada West did not. They they uh, said that there would be no first-term competition. So I guess at that point, that means they're going to just cancel their season as well. When we get onto a national level, uh, the U sports and the CCAA, so the college version of U sports, both canceled all national championships for the fall. So, what that means is that anyone who plays a sport that the national championship was canceled, so soccer, rugby, football, they will not lose a year of eligibility. Uh-huh. So,. Technically, no one will lose a year of eligibility if you're in a fall sport that doesn't have a national championship. So all these players will still have their eligibility. It's just whether or not they will be back in the school next year to use that eligibility is the issue. Um, And that'll come more information will come out and they'll try to figure out ways to get around it. But at this point in time, unfortunately it just looks like anyone who's graduating and not returning to a institution or a school, you're just losing a year of eligibility for nothing. Like you're not actually gaining anything out of it. Sorry, that was a really long winded answer. I apologize.
2: No, no, oh, it's, it's good. We're, we're just informing our viewers as well and ourselves to make sure we're up to date.
0: Yeah. And it's it is a tough situation and they are months ahead of schedule. Like the seasons don't start. I mean, training camps don't start till August. Right. Like we're still two months out from that. But the honest answer is, is that until students are allowed on campus full time, there probably won't be sports in Canada. It's as simple as that. And unfortunately, right now, all the universities and colleges are going to a hybrid system pretty much across the board, across the country, where up to 30% of classes will be in person starting in September. Up to. That means 70 plus will be online. And that's where you have a problem of Can we realistically bring athletes onto campus if the students themselves, who are paying to be in this university, who are paying for classes, are not on campus? Becomes difficult. That's where it lies. That's that's the issue right there. So, um, any other points that you guys want to make? Any other? Additions, questions, questions, comments, and concerns. No. I, I think it just it, I think it just sucks
1: that you know some people are, um, basically losing out on potentially like their se- senior season. And as much as you you do keep your eligibility, that's not really the point. It's also the people that you know. You look at like say NCAA colleges or. Yeah, right. Right, just regular colleges where you know you have your brand new five-star freshman recruits. Yep. That come in. Those players are probably going to play over the seniors that were fringe, possibly becoming a starter this year because the other guy left or whatever it may be. Yep. They're probably going to push for the five-star recruit to play rather than the senior. So they're really going to like lose out potentially um, on something like that. So it's to me that kind of sucks, but you know it is what it is and this whole you know world we're living in right now is kind of iffy so <laughs> yeah it's uh
0: well that's the thing right not there too much we can do, so. that's the thing right there is that we really don't know what to expect and unfortunately with the world yeah. in the state that it is it is that's just how it is and i've been trying to cover this story as unbiased as possible but this was my one chance to play soccer right like Competitive soccer, again, this was it. And so I, I get what all the seniors are going through. And I'm trying, again, as as I report stuff, I try to stay as unbiased as possible. And it is, it is incredibly hard. But as a media person, it, we have to tell the story. And then we can get into the personal stories, right? And that's what we're going to try to do. Covering any story the three of us right here that's how we go about it but to give you that personal story i was gutted when i found out i was absolutely gutted and i got really really down and i'm like well what's the point of finishing school at that point And i'm like that was the most ridiculous thought that came to my head Right, because why don't I push? Why don't I defer a year? And then I can play next year and finish my school. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. And for me at 25, it really doesn't make sense. If I was 19 in a second year of a two-year program at Centennial, or going into a second year of a two-year program at Centennial, maybe, yeah. maybe then I defer my second year. Right.
1: Yeah, you, you, you would defer and then just work for a year and gain some money back and try and pay off your debts and all that kind of stuff. Exactly.
0: As a 25-year-old in a one-year program who's already done four years of university, who has already had a full-time job at one point, it, it doesn't make sense for me to defer. Especially because it's only two semesters <laughs> and I just need to get it done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, lots of thoughts went through my head and I felt I felt remorse for all my teammates who are going through it too. Like, we've we've had conversations every week since the shutdown. We've had Skype or Zoom calls with the team every week. We have training every Monday. Um, and when I found out, I found out a couple days early, so I couldn't actually say anything as much as I wanted to tell the boys and give them the news. I knew I couldn't. And it's it was tough. Like, the whole situation is tough. It'll be interesting to see how some of the other conferences, because the uh, RSEQ, the Quebec Conference, still has yet to make a decision on fall sports. A lot of the colleges, uh, associations have yet to make a decision on fall sports. So it will be interesting to see how some of these play out and what their decisions are, whether they suspend, whether they cancel. So keep an eye out for more. We'll try to update you guys as much as possible. Um, yeah, I think that, that pretty much does that conversation justice. (laughs) Want to move on boys? Let's move on and get into a league that's starting back up, not canceled. Let's go positive to end the show. (laughs) Um, EPL starts up this Wednesday, June, I guess that puts it June 18th. 17th. 17th. Whatever. June 17th. Close enough. Um, there's some big matchups the first. Well, there's one big matchup the first day with Man City versus Arsenal, but the, there's going to be matches every day for the next for the foreseeable future, which is awesome. <laughs> that means I will have something to watch during the day. Um, but I want to talk about where these leagues are right now and where we see them finishing the seasons, uh, as as far as the table goes. Um. When you look at the teams in fights for Champions League and Europa spots, obviously we take Man City out because they are they don't get a spot this year because they screwed up. So the next three teams behind them are going to get Champions League spots, and then the sixth-place team will get Europa uh, Europa spot. So, sorry. The two teams behind them will get an automatic bid into Champions League Hold on, I'm, I'm reading this totally wrong One second Let's get Let's get the actual standings up
2: yep. Sorry, I Take apologize Take away City, then you have Leicester Chelsea and United in a Champions League spot Right Which would mean Wolves and Sheffield would move up For a Europa battle
0: Right Now, mm-hmm. all of those teams Are separated by 10 points so, this isn't over. That's three matches, realistically, where anything could happen. And they each have nine to go. So, there's a lot that could happen in here. Um, I want to see, uh, I want to get your guys' opinion, but which of these top teams do you think benefited the most from the break, if anyone benefited from the break in general? Um, I have my opinion, but I want to hear your guys' opinion first. Uh, let's start with Irfan. Uh, let's start with you.
2: I think United benefited a little bit more. You had Marcus Rashford with his back injury. Uh, Paul Pogba wasn't healthy, and both of them look good in training. They look good in their little um, exhibition game yesterday, I believe. Um, So I think out of the top six, seven teams, they did benefit because they're going to get two bonafide stars back coming into this week. Kyle? Uh,
1: Honestly, I think anybody who had a major injury, potentially, Really, the people who benefited um, because now that they would have been written off for the season, now they're actually potentially coming back. So, um, out of the top, I would probably say United would probably be the most beneficial. Um, But then again, at the same time, I don't think really other people really benefited because of all the time off. And as much as people say they're going to be back into shape, are they actually in game shape? That's the biggest question. Correct. And I think with all the time off, it, it all depends who's most game fit and ready, I guess, is really what it comes down to.
0: Absolutely. And I agree with that. And I agree with both of you that I think United had the most to gain from a little bit of a layoff. Because, Irfan, you mentioned Pogba and you mentioned Rashford. The other players who were injured prior to the break, how about Daniel James? How about Anthony Martial? Sure. Right? Sure. Like, they were missing four legitimate starters for most teams, and for attacking starters. So, yeah, the defense was in pretty good condition, but the, the attack was going through Bruno, and he was doing great. Now you add in Rashford, you add in Martial, you add in Pogba, you add in Igalo, who looked great before the break, right? He did. And yeah. now you have Daniel, Jones, or Daniel James coming in off the bench, that speed is dangerous off the bench. Like that that I think they mm-hmm. benefited the most out of the top teams. Like Leicester didn't really have any big injuries. I mean, you can say uh Chilwell's coming back from an injury and he's a big piece. Whether or not he's gonna play, he's day to day. Um yeah. Madison had a little bit of a knock, but he was still playing. Like they these guys weren't out. Yeah. Um no. Chelsea gets Pulisic back at full strength. I mean he was he was nicked up before the break but he also was back and he wasn't getting playing time so that's where so i'm kind of like
1: the biggest the biggest thing for them is Loftus his
0: right i agree
1: he was out basically the entire season so getting him back um pretty much gives him another star coming back as well so yeah that and would i mean be a huge one for them but See.
0: yeah tammy was also hurt uh, prior to the break, not as bad, obviously. So he was still playing. Conte um, yeah. was nicked a little at the end. He'll be back playing full strength probably. But,
1: he, but, but he, he won't. He won't be ready for the first game.
0: No, but he'll he'll play most of them. Where at least before he he might not have played at all the last nine games. Yeah. Um, as I said, Pulisic, Jorginho suspended, so he misses the first game too. So that'll be interesting. I mean, Wolves, they've lost players this year to transfers, so they, they could be in an interesting position. Uh, Sheffield is looking good. I actually like Sheffield. They might sneak into a Europa League, into that Europa League spot. Um, I think the team that lost the most is Watford. And that's that's because, A, their captain didn't come back. Which, full power to Troy Deeney. He's doing what he thinks is best for his family. My respect is with him. No problem with him not coming back. But you also had eight players test positive for COVID, right? That's a lot. And that yeah. that messes with training for the first two weeks. Maybe even three weeks. So they had one later in the, in the training session too. So the first three weeks, you don't have full training. First three weeks, you're not doing proper training at all. And then you get another week and a half, two weeks, where you have to figure everything out. That's a big ask. And they're tied for the third bottom right now. That could... Realistically, they could drop quickly if they can't figure it out in two weeks. Now, I'm not saying they can't. There's a chance that they do, but... It's a tough ask. A very, very tough ask.
2: Yeah. They've lost half their entire team, basically. So exactly. Doing a relegation battle, even with fresh legs or whatever you want to call it, it, it seems like a tall ask.
0: It is. So that's it, it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. Um, if we're looking at the standings, like Norwich is done, in my opinion. they're They're destined to go down. And it's unfortunate, but they're destined to go down. I would say Watford's going to join them and probably Villa. And Villa has an unfortunate circumstance because I think it's Villa. Hold on. Let me just confirm this before I say anything. They're 19. They're 19 right now. No, no, I know. But um, they lost number one keeper, uh, Heaton, earlier this year. And unfortunately, they're not being allowed to add him back onto the roster. There's there's a rule, um, and I saw it this morning. As well as uh, striker Wesley, he's not being allowed back on to the 25 man because they had to give an initial 25 man roster, and I don't know when they had to do that. But I guess these guys are now healthier than they thought they were gonna be, so they can't. They're not gonna be able to play, which is weird, but it is what it is, right? There's not a whole lot you can do about it, unfortunately. So that could pose a huge thing for Villa, and they're probably going to drop down too. That's that's it. I, I, I don't know. Like, Do you guys agree, disagree?
2: No, I'm, I'm just looking into the 25-man rule, list rule here. So these players must have been injured last summer in order for them not to be included in their 25-man list.
0: It's something like that, yeah. I can't remember.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm looking on the Independent right now, and they have to submit it by uh, August 31st. No, sorry, September 1st. So these players must have been pretty badly
0: injured earlier, very, very early into the season in order for them not to be allowed to. Well, it's funny because I was reading it, today and it was like an article that was on Bleacher Report from another site and I can't remember where so I'm going to try to find it but um, yeah it just became like well how does that happen how do you allow that sort of thing right like
2: mm-hmm. like you would, you would hope that they'd change a bit of the rules it's, it's a weird circumstance that the entire leagues are in right now I'd say if you're healthy and you have players, you need bodies. Uh, Newcastle's training staff made a comment a couple of weeks ago saying that this is probably going to be the biggest list of injuries coming out of this that we're going to see because, like Kyle said, there's no sharpness to these players. There's no guarantee that they're going to... Like, they haven't played, there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to sustain the player, not pick up a knock that's going to, let's say, take two weeks to heal. Usually, is going to take them a month now. Mm-hmm. So you're looking... So I would say if they can and if there's a if there's an opportunity then they're already extending rosters, why not just let them extend it to the, the twenty five extra player, the extra two or three players that would allow for them to keep playing the nine games. Yeah, you don't want a team to essentially have only eleven players ready to go and no substitutions in a time when they need players.
0: Yeah. Um so these guys both got injured on the New Year's Day match. Okay. So they have they have to do uh they have to put their 25 man registration by the end of the transfer windows. So, original yeah. original 25 man is in August and then the second mm-hmm. one is at the end of January. Gotcha. So the second one is yeah, where no, they i just found that down. Yeah, the second one would be where they they didn't make the 25 man cuz originally they wouldn't have been back for the end of the season. Like there would've been no chance. Okay. They just got an extra 3 months of recovery and now they're going to miss the last nine matches, even though they're probably healthy. Uh, there is a chance, and it comes down to the board of the EPL, which will be interesting to see how they kind of play these off, I guess. Um, but we'll have to see. And there's lots going on, lots of options. But if those two don't come back and don't play, I don't see how Villa sneaks out of that bottom three.
2: There's so much Jack Grillers can do. Exactly. Honestly, I think the team that
1: sneaks out is Bournemouth, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I see Watford going down. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God.
2: Sorry, I I bet on soccer and Dortmund just scored finally. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you excited that they're going down? (laughs) No.
0: Here you go, fans. We Uh, will bring you up to date. (laughs) Scores. Oh, uh
1: fine. no, Dusseldorf was like shutting him down completely, but they just scored.
0: So I know I was watching the match before the show. Yeah. Dortmund had one chance and Sancho brought the put the ball back across to the front after a one-on-one with the keeper that the keeper saved. Sancho put it back across to the well, front and no one was there. No one. Not a soul.
1: <laughs> the Dortmund keeper just saved the game for him. So
0: well there you go. Let's
1: go with that. But yeah, so sorry to interrupt, but yeah.
0: <laughs> All good man, I get it. I, I know the importance of this to you. So let's uh let's move on to uh, the other end of the spectrum in the English game, and it's the championship, and there's an interesting fight for promotion. Which we don't usually talk about, but it's something that could be Important for next season. Leeds United is currently in first. Which is awesome, by the way. Because they're a big club and that would mean a lot for the English game to have them back in the Premiership. West Brom is in second, one point back. And you have a six point gap to number three. And you have four teams within eight points. Now, for those of you who don't know how the championship works for promotion, the top two teams automatically get promoted. The next four go into a playoff, which is a two leg semifinal, one leg final. Yep. Um, yep. So, right now, the four teams in that spot are Fulham, Brentford, Nottingham Forest, and Preston North End. Bristol City's one point back, Millwall is two points back, as is Cardiff City. And then you have Blackburn and Swansea three points back. So there's still a lot to play for in the championship in regards to promotion. Heck, you can even throw Darby County and they're only five points back. There's nine games left. There's still time for all of these teams that are within five, six points to, to make a run for that playoff spot. I think... Leeds and West Brom are probably going to continue to win and probably will secure their secure their spots in trip promotion. I'd be very surprised if one of them actually falls. Um and
1: I, I, I think I think Fulham's safe too to be honest as long as they continue.
0: I would think so. But they're in they're going into the playoffs. Which is tough. Like, that—that that is a tough position to be in for yeah. Fulham.
2: Yeah, they'll win three games there.
0: Exactly. That's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Brentford, Nottingham, Preston, they're going to have to actually play. And they're going to have to play well. Because Bristol's right there, Millwall's right there, Cardiff's right there. You don't want these teams nipping at your heels. So it'll be interesting to see how these kind of these play out. Um, I I am excited that Leeds will probably be getting promotion. As I said, that is a big club that hasn't been in the Premier League in a while. So to have them back is huge. Um, What do you guys think?
2: I think Leeds and West Brom have been the best teams in the championship all year. I mean, arguably Leeds was one of the better teams last year as well, and they they failed to to make it through in the playoffs. So if Leeds does fall down into the playoffs, they're gonna have a very tough time, and they might choke because that's what's been what's been happening the last couple of years. So I do hope that it's a, an automatic promotion for them. There, um, they have a good coaching staff, they have a good group of players, and. Uh, it'll be exciting to see a Leeds United game or a Leeds Liverpool game or a Leeds Newcastle game because those always bring in some sort of money.
0: When you said Leeds United game, I thought you, like I thought you just meant the club. I was so confused there for a second. <laughs> I got it now. We're good. Um, Kyle.
1: Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think leads and West Brom. I in my mind, even you can include Fulham. I think those are those three are through. I think or at least Fulham's got to do in the playoff, but, um, the top two, I think are pretty secure unless somehow West Brom falls off, but I doubt it. Um, I think Brentford's got a good shot in the playoff. I think, um, they've got the best goal differential in the entire league. Um, which as long as they can come back and turn around pretty quick, I think that's, that shows promise for them for sure. Uh, a team that could slip in uh, I don't know you could take Cardiff City probably would probably be potentially one Um, even Blackburn they're only three points out so it'll be interesting last little bit to try and see who comes up Um, I kind of feel bad for uh, for Norwich because they always seem to get relegated and then come back up the next year and then get relegated again and never ending cycle it seems
0: like but. well they had such a good start to the season this year. With Pookie going off. He was like riding mm-hmm. high at the beginning of the year. And I think they what was how many games did they win at the beginning? Hold on, let me just check this. So they won
2: They were top won. five for a little bit.
0: Well considering they lost four of their first five games, I don't think they were top five.
2: Okay, never mind. <laughs> I
0: I read that wrong too. I thought they did well at the beginning of year, but no, I it's just Pookie. Too, was, yeah. Pookie was killing it. Yeah, they've actually done better recently.
2: They've turned it around. They were I think they were like 12 13 points at one point, but then they went on a good streak with some draws and some wins there. Here Norwich, I got a little tracker here that So Norwich started in the middle of the pack and then just made oh. it down by this The 12th week or 14th yeah. week?
0: But I mean, they beat Tottenham in one of the cup competitions. In PKs, so, I mean.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I, I take back what I previously stated the Dorman goal got overturned.
0: Wah, wah.
2: So it's still a no-no? Yeah. 72nd minute.
0: Send someone over to Kyle's house. He needs a hug.
1: I still
0: got faith for good. He's holding out hope. <laughs> um yeah, Norwich is one of those teams that always ends up dropping back down, but we'll see. Like it's not guaranteed. Uh-huh. Obviously there's 9 games left. They're only 6 points out of safety. It's not a guarantee, but they're probably going down. Yeah.
1: Especially no. if Pookie can't score real question is, what happened to QPR?
0: <laughs> what do you mean? Like, they're not even
1: close in the standings. Oh, you mean in the championship? Like they, they were like, a, they were i pre- I'm just saying, like, they were a prevalent EPL team. Like, they were pretty much, not always up, but always pretty much had a shot. Or hmm. if they did get relegated, they were pretty much coming up the next season.
2: No, actually, they stayed down for a while, and they then were... when they were up, they stayed for a couple of years, and that's because they had the funding to bring in some retired old players, um, and then eventually, when nobody wanted to sign for them, they went back down. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I that don't the think downside, they yet. spent I mean, too they had much some... time.
2: No, they had a they had a really good year. The year that uh, City won the championship, uh, when they when they lost in that the last second goal with Aguero. Like, they had a good year that year in terms of QPR season, but other than that, like, they couldn't really stay up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle to think QPR is a big club. I want to, but I know they're not. They're bigger than any club here. That means anything but they just they just don't have the staying power in the Premier League. They've never had the staying power in the Premier League. And now they're mid-table in the championship, so it really doesn't matter.
2: No. I mean, they could win two games and everyone else kind of falls out, but that's a little unrealistic. I think Darby has a better chance of making it into the playoff than KPR does.
0: Yeah, that's that's a fair statement. Poor Barnsley and Luton Town at the bottom of the championship. Poor guys. They tried. Um, Anything else you guys want to talk about? We got open-ended here. Lots of options in sports.
2: Uh, I hope we get to see, continue to see Bundesliga on TV a little bit more. I really enjoy watching the German league. Um, But that's about it. I mean, the league... Came back. Uh, the Italian league sort of coming back. EPL come back. So I do hope they keep the rights and have a couple of German league games throughout yeah. the year.
0: Yep, that's Abonzo fair.
2: Davies is fantastic to watch. I mean, Dortmund's great to watch as well. So
0: you know, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, I honest. We forgot to talk Sorry? about the CPL and CFL draft.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's hugely effective when you don't have people coming out of the draft, basically.
0: So yeah, well. Not even just the universities, which both have a direct draft to the two leagues. the CPL has been pulling a lot of players from colleges. yeah that that's a
1: huge
0: loss if, yeah. if neither of them are playing sport, soccer this year and we might have to see another trial like we had the open trials the first year might be another trial. For year three,
2: uh-huh.
0: yeah. that would be interesting. Sorry, totally forgot we were going to talk about that. That's my fault. Kyle, continue with what you were no, saying. Okay.
1: No, I'm, I was just saying that um, I'm just happy that hockey's starting to get back on the ice, and now that people are back on the ice and they're practicing, and it's a great sign of things to come. And it's just uh, one of those things you kind of look forward to. In-
2: a world where you don't have much to look forward to right now. Fair enough. Um, yep. it's, uh, it was nice to see, for sure. Well, Speaking of hockey, though, there was an unidentified Bruins player that got tested with uh, positive for COVID. So. It
0: was, I, was your 100%. guy?
2: It was our, it was yeah, it was our guy.
0: <laughs> it was, I say we just kick Boston out of the league. Just get rid of him. We don't need him yeah. anymore. <laughs>
1: got to be Chara. It's like the, he contracts it from the seven feet up in the air. Not everybody else can reach it. Hold on. no, The, the <laughs> air the air's thinner the up air. there.
0: It won't have it. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: I so, hey. Hey, don't knock a good player even though he's a pest.
0: <laughs> no comment.
1: I
2: hope he gets it and he's
0: open the playoffs. <laughs> okay. No, we don't. Damn. We don't want yeah. that. I don't yeah. want that. Yes. We don't
2: want the meme that's sick. been going
0: around with Marshawn
1: crying. Yep. Uh, uh, I have zero love for Marshawn, whether he's Canadian or not.
2: I don't care. God. Is this a Leaf fan talking, or is this the hockey fan talking? It's a hockey fan who doesn't like rats. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So you don't like any of the Preds, because they're they throw rats onto the ice? No? Bad, Bad joke. joke. I'll take catfish. it back.
0: <laughs> Irfan, you're going to have to eat that one. Um... Uh,
1: I did. I just said I would as soon as I said it. Because well, you, know you know the Predators do catfish, right? No, and well, then who's the team that does the rats? Laura. Oh, that's the Panthers. Oh, Florida, yeah. Right. Never mind.
2: I'm I haven't eaten
1: not... that. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, was, I was like, I don't remember rats from Nashville,
0: I think you deserve a mute button now. Y- you deserve yeah, to be muted. To be <laughs> um, yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to see how everything sort of comes back. Uh, I do have a correction from what I said last week about the MLS and NBA not crossing over. The MLS extended how long they were going to be in Disney, so it'll be like a week and a half that they're both there playing games. Mm-hmm. Not. Not that it's a big deal, but I wanted to make sure I corrected that from last week. No,
2: there's overlap, yeah.
0: It's not too bad of an overlap though. Um okay, so last thoughts, Kyle. Yes. What what are your last thoughts of the week? Of the week? Of yes, time. of the week.
1: My my mind has gone to mush recently, to be honest. Um, I've just been really hoping that one of my sports that I watch primarily comes back. But at this point, it doesn't look like it's coming back at least for another month or so. so uh, if not more, <laughs> but uh, I'm holding out hope and holding out my bank account and betting on stuff that I should not be betting on. And hoping that that holds me over until later on. So
0: fair enough. Well, we we think you're doing well. Don't worry, you're holding out pretty well, <laughs> and you're golfing really well this year too.
1: Yeah, I shot an eighty-eight yesterday.
0: Look at you! All right, on last thoughts. Uh,
2: good week, I guess. I don't know, like. <laughs> My mind's a mush. I've been reading so much that as soon as we start our podcast, I'm like, great, I'm going to put this on the side. I'm not going to worry about it until right after we finish. So uh, we'll keep updating you as best as we can. That's about it.
0: Always. Always going to keep updating. Um, My last thoughts of the week. Golf is back. Canadian in the top 12. Hope he continues to. Yeah, that's my thought. Can't wait for EPL to be back, too. That's the other thing. I'm excited for that. But that'll do it for us here at Garage Door Sports. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Garage Door Sport on Twitter, at Garage Door Sports on Instagram, because why not? Check out the website. We got a couple new articles uh, regarding the closure of University College Sports in Canada, as well as the... Announcement from Canada Soccer about the women's national team head coach stepping down. That'll be big news uh, to see who takes over. We're going to have more articles coming out in the next couple weeks. We're going to have more shows. We're going to have more segments as they come out. So make sure you follow our website. Other than that, that'll do it. So for Kyle Vardy, at Kyle Vardy on Twitter, and for Erfon Manji at Erfon Manji on Twitter I'm Nick McVicker and we will see you next time